Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Side by side, Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here, string. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell gonna try to dive bomb down the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. Duvall is in control. We open back up. Here comes Neil once again. He's going for the pass. Oh, bumping going. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always... Brandon White here, guys. What is going on? Episode 062 coming at you. We are excited and ready to be back live. Right. We got this uh, audio issue figured out. We apologize for show one. Yeah. We were kind of cattywampused about it. That was that was Putting bad. it in terms of Alex <laughs> Ray. A little cattywampus. We were like, what is going on? Something was going on. We couldn't quite figure it out, and it turns out if you don't hit one single button, everything goes to crap. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so we got to figure it out, and we're ready to go. We're so kind we of in a new studio. Yeah. I mean, dude, we're talking about GNCC racing, and we're talking about GNCC racing in the very near future tonight. Twenty days. Twenty days. So we are excited to be bringing you our 2022 uh, preview show for the ATV GNCC tonight. Right. So that means next week we will be talking about the dirt bikes for GNCC and we're really excited about that. But right. tonight is all about ATV. So if you're excited about that, make sure you tune in. We're That's excited right. about it. But first, before we get the show started, we have to thank our awesome sponsors. And as you can see around the room, we kind of threw them up real quick because as you can see, this studio is under construction. Uh, the bear's got his goggles on. Uh, <laughs> The uh, we got Guts Racing, we got Sunstar, we got Seal Savers. Guts Racing has been around since 1985, uh, and since then they've been producing the world's best seat covers, seats, and anything you need to do with seat innovation, they got you covered. From like I said, seat covers, seats, uh, the best in the business. Uh, don't yep. trust me because I'm not a very good rider. Right. Trust guys like Thad <laughs> Duvall. Trust guys like Joel Hetrick. Those guys put the Guts seat covers to the test, and uh, they approve of them for sure so make sure you check those out we also have seal the savers seal savers thank you guys for joining the show we are excited to have you guys on board because there is no uh series that tests equipment the way that gncc does when it comes to saving seals when it comes to um uh, fork protections shock protection coil protection they've got you covered and right now as long as you uh, use the discount code SPLITLINE with yeah. a capital S, you will save 25% on any order uh, when it comes to seal savers. So that's exciting. Right. Uh, already affordable products. Exactly. And they save you a butt ton of money in the oh, end yeah. of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about, you know, all that dirt getting up around your seals. Mud, and dust. And then, you know, you start leaking fork oil or shock oil. That's no fun. Yeah. That's always a scary moment. You walk in the garage and you see a put of oil laying on your quad or your bike you're like you got, oh yeah you man. got like mud and dust and whoever whatever else is in howard's hole right <laughs> you don't want it in your forks you don't want it in your fork seals Might you don't want it in coil, coil seals so uh they also do mountain bike stuff uh right. um side by side i know you guys are hard on your side by side so uh, tr uh trust them for all your protection needs and are new to the program sunstar 
Spro sprockets and chains. We are excited to have them on board. Best in the business. The only thing that we'll run on our on our uh, bikes. Uh, we're excited to have them. Um, just a top of the line product. Yeah. Uh, and right now we got a discount code for them too. So save thirty percent by by using the split line code uh, split line thirty and thirty percent off of anything right. on their website. So make sure you check them out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and if you guys want to support us, support these right. guys because those are the guys that are supporting us and keeping this show running. Uh, so it's getting Brandon, says. getting Brandon some insulation. So Let's speak, don't a get T-shirt today, guys. T-shirt. Yeah, right. we got a little heater over here. It's not quite ready, as you can see. The insulation's still showing in a lot of places, but uh, it's a work there. in progress. It's a work in progress. So right. We want to thank all of our sponsors for sending us stuff to put up. We got Jesse Nelson goggles oh, yeah. on the bear. Uh, that came from our, our friends at uh, Seal Savers. Yeah. Um, really cool right there. We're excited to get some memorabilia <laughs> hung up behind us. And uh, this studio is going to be coming together uh, uh, sooner than you guys think. So we're excited yeah, about Yeah, we it. got some giveaways, too, that's going to be coming on. Um, so I, I think Sunstar sent some stuff. Um, uh, we still got a seat cover from Gus we're going to have to give away soon. Yes, we do. And, yeah. you know, just going on and on. We also, a lot of great things coming. Yeah, a lot of great things coming up. We're excited to have uh, we're excited to have all this stuff going on. Um, it's going to be fun. Before we get the show started, we want to say that Mikey Waynes will be joining us yeah. to talk GNCCATV. Uh, Mikey's in the trenches at all the races, so he knows all the dirty details. We're excited to have him on board. Yeah. But before we get to that, we're going to talk a little Supercross, and we're going to talk a little bit about our fantasy teams. Um, I'm, for one, extremely disappointed that I cannot get um, I cannot get eight riders in the night show. No, no, me either. I thought, man, I had a really good shot this week. Been getting seven in easy, and now this week, you know, over here messing around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, um, I only got six in. Six? Six. I well, mean, March, I'm not going to say March Banks kind of screwed me on the poop there. <laughs> March <laughs> right. Banks screwed me as well. So what did you think of the racing in general? Oh, man, racing is amazing. Uh, the 250 class, thank God someone stepped up to, to try to give Christian Craig a run for his money. Um, you know, made that that uh, 20 minutes kind of go by a little faster, or, you know, not so boring. That was awesome Mosman to see. Did really well. Yeah. I mean, Mosman, if he can just keep it going, stay off the ground, I, you know, he'll, he'll give Craig a little bit of run for his money. But once again, we're coming into this new this this new weekend. I think it's two whoop sections, and it's a Triple Crown event. So this three Triple main Crown events. will be pretty awesome. So there should – finally, I know that I'm going to get eight riders in. You should at least in. get eight riders in. You should in. get eight riders in when it comes to Triple, triple Crown event but, because you know who's going to be in the main event. But, I mean, like, you don't make any points up this week. No. You know no, you I mean? don't. But uh, as far as this week goes – we have to give props to the guys that finished at the top of the board. Let's go, Brandon, finish with 270 points. You guys, with these high scores, are ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, let's go, Brandon, with 270 points, finishing first. Jay Barr finished second with 238. Kyler Murray, 237. Oki Wilson, 230. JDMX, 226. And I don't see our names anywhere near the top. No. Uh, so for the uh, overall, I'll the series how, overall. I'll tell you how bad it was. RJ beat, beat me and you this weekend. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so did you, did you get, you don't have it? Brittany said that she uh, is watching live and it went away. That's what Lauren said. So hmm. that's what I'm I was that's, curious about. That's fun. Right? <laughs> Right. So I'll just keep going with the um, uh, let's, let's try it, it again. Um, but so the series overall, while you're doing it, series mm -hmm. overall is let's go Brandon's in first, Mason at Silver Sabers second, Cal Murray in third, 
Marty Seal Sabers, fourth, B Bot, fifth, GNCC 62243, sixth, J Groff, seventh. I'm just killing time, so I'm reading. Yep. Um, Eighth is Hammer five twelve. Ninth is J Bo uh, J Bear sixty two. Tenth is Chase Boo 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 Bear, <laughs> and uh, tenth um, is White Hair seven four six. Nice. We'll stop there. We'll stop there, right? We'll stop there. Go on over to the uh, Rocky, Mountain. Rocky Mountain and see what's up there. So we're back. If you guys uh, missed us, hopefully we're live on Facebook. Um, you took it away from everybody. Uh, YouTube, what in the world? And Facebook. It did really. You did. That's what I was told. Not, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. I just got a text. We're back. We're back. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back? Sorry about that, guys. We're back. If you missed the, the uh, back in town. if you missed the, uh, <laughs> if you missed the, uh, uh, the fantasy, we're we're not going to be repeating that. No, go go back to Spotify and listen later. Yeah, that's cool. right. <laughs> uh, so Rocky Mountainside, uh, Hughes seven ten is in first. Ronnie B one hundred nine is in second. Dusty W. Know who that guy is? Uh, is in third right now. T McNabb is in is in fourth. Racer X one sixty nine is fifth. Wade Walton's in sixth. Jacob W five and seventh. Cameron seven is in eighth. KTM two fifty GB is in ninth. And RJ two five five is in ten. This is this has got to be a mistake. He can't be in the top ten. This is not right. <laughs> no, he's better at riding a bike than predicting winners right. and stuff. I mean, I'm catching up. Well, not really. I'm same same spot. You <laughs> you you dropped. You back to twenty second, out of twenty one. Out of no twenty nine. Okay, okay. So it's, well. it's not horrible, but I mean, I wouldn't brag about it. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not terrible, I guess. So, uh, uh, hey, shout out to our wives for keeping us posted on whether or not we're live or not. Yeah, they they just don't want to get embarrassed by the by anybody they see out. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about four fifties real quick. Four fifties. So yeah. So. I guess everybody, you want to talk about Eli Tomac winning first, or do you want to talk about Jason Anderson and Ken Roxon? Because that's the hot topics right now. Well, Eli Tomac did finish first. He rode a heck of a race. So, uh, so is Tomac back? To or is it, Maybe. or is it just that style of a track suited him, where it was multiple rhythm sections, a decent whoop section where he could get through and. You know, I heard uh, Ricky Carmichael say something interesting. He said that uh, we now know who the three are going to be for the season. Yeah. Do you agree with that statement? Um, as of Already? right now, as of right now, yeah. If Ken Roxon keeps going the way he's going, and Cooper Webb doesn't show up, I don't think anyone else is is going to give a run for the championship. Mm -hmm. Not saying you know you're going to have some that come in the top three here and there and give away right. a little bit. You know you can't have those three on the podium every weekend. I don't think. Right. But I think those three are in for the championship unless Ken Roxon or Cooper Webb turn things around really I still fast. feel like it's a little bit too early to tell that right now. I think that, uh, I mean, Ken Roxon could turn it on at any point in time. Uh, Webb, we've seen what he can do. Mm -hmm. He's really never been a a early season contender. Right. He's always well, kind of turned it on later in the season. So I told you, Anaheim won when he came out looking good. I said, I don't know if this is good because usually he starts slow. Yeah. and But he came out fast. Well, so. he came out fast. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, that maybe, you know, you really – Anaheim one is kind of like what I would consider a bowl game for, for uh, college football teams. Right. It's really, you know, a lot can happen. I mean, look, um, um, Barsha won it three, four years in a row, and he's never been a real serious contender each and every year. Mm -hmm. So you know, you really can't take a lot out of a one. But I feel like you know this year. Um, with so many players in the game and the, the, the high potential of guys being off the podium when they have a bad start, it's 
you know, it's very likely. You get Mookie up there with a good start, which he, he, did. he did. He did, and he didn't do as great right. as I thought he would. But any any guy, you know, seven guys could win this, oh, this yeah. thing. There's nine. If you go back to the top nine in qualifying, they're only not even a second apart, top yeah. nine, on lap time. So that's a big thing. Um, another thing is Cooper Webb's done with a new bike. Yeah. So they're still playing with that a little bit. They're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, because they changed a lot of, on that new new KTM. So they're dealing with that and uh, stuff like that. But So let's get right to it. Jason Anderson, <laughs> was it a dirty pass? And <sighs> I'll, I'll give you my topic. Okay, go if, ahead. Uh, are you, you, want me, you want me to give you my take yeah, first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, my so, take, I can, so I can probably argue with you. Here's my take. My take <laughs> is, is no-ish. Okay. No-ish. Right. I, so I think that... You know, I'm going to give blame more to Ken Roxon for leaving the door open. Okay. I feel right. like Roxon has a tendency of of kind of riding his own lines regardless of who's around him. Way it, may it be Cooper Webb. Um, now Jason Anderson's kind of been his menace the past couple of weeks, and 80% of the time, it just seems like he leaves the door open for him for that type of stuff to happen to him, and it keeps happening to him over and over. So yeah. when stuff like that keeps happening, you can't – I mean, you, who are you going to look at? Right. I mean, if he'd have been on the inside there, it would never happened. Right. Now, Jason Anderson, he came in hot. Right. He came in really Well, I mean, hot. he was coming. You know what I mean? Yes. That's the thing. I, I, I think he was faster. And, yeah, I and think he, he knew was he was faster. faster. I think he was faster, too. He caught him quickly. Right. And when he saw him go to the outside, you automatically see him. As soon as he landed, he yeah. saw Ken go to the outside. He just pinned it. Can I be honest with you? Go ahead. I don't think he really cared if he was going to knock him down or not. Well, no. I mean, I don't think he did either. So he wasn't really thinking about Ken when he took that line. Well, no, he was thinking about the lead. And another thing is, was what you know as well as I do, watching Supercross over the years, those sand section lines, that inside line's always going to migrate its way oh, out yeah. to the it outside. Pushes. It pushes all the way out. And... That line may have been its own individual line and not come together at that point the lap before. You know what I think is funny is, and and I love Supercross fans are amazing, whatever, but for someone to say Anderson should have let off the gas in the yeah. sand or hit the brakes or Ken Roxon should have hit the brakes in the sand, like that's, you might as well go ahead and just wreck, you know, wreck him yeah. because it, it's, it's just not good. Let me ask you another question. Can Ken Roxon take any longer getting up? <laughs> well, I get that there was sand. I mean, that was a hard hit. <laughs> that was. was a hard hit. Um, I, I think at that point he was just like, dude, like this is just not my year right now. So um, I, I just think that's what it was. He had sand in his goggles, uh, but that was a hard hit. I it mean, was a hard hit. You got to think Anderson was probably least third gear. But he stood up. In. He stood up really quickly, and he just kind of, you know, when Barsh hit the ground last week, <laughs> he was hitting the throttle before he even got back on the bike hardly. <laughs> so I just think that, you know, he dropped from first to 18th yeah. right there. Um, you know, if he could have minimized that damage and tried to get up a little bit faster, maybe only drop to like eighth or ninth. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a difference. It, it could be the difference in the championship at the end of the day. I think Ken Roxon will say, hey, are you take my bike so that Anderson <laughs> hit you? <laughs> fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair say, point. Let's see how fast you get up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a fair point. So uh, are you ready to talk GNCC? Let's talk GNCC because I'm sure right. we're losing viewers already. So, no, we're not. We're not, actually. It's looking pretty good already, better than last week. <laughs> so hopefully uh, – Keep it growing. Hopefully, yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, hey, I never thought I would say this. What's that? I never thought I would be the one – to say this but oh boy if you're enjoying this 
please share it. <laughs> Hit the share button and uh, share it with your friends, and uh, you all can make it make fun of us uh, right. just alongside each other. Exactly. So we're gonna get Mikey Waynes on the phone. Uh, this is gonna be our second attempt at a cold call. Uh, not really cool call. He's expecting our phone call, but right. uh, we're excited to get him on, and we're going to talk some GNCC ATV action. So uh, just hang on with we'll, us for a second, guys, and we're going to be – We'll be right back. Well, we're not turning it off. You, you Let's wanna, just go. Just go I, told him, I told him, I said oh. we were bringing him on live. Okay. So here Here, here comes, he comes Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he answers. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> Mikey Wayne, what is going on, buddy? Oh, you know, chilling. I was watching the show. Nice. How did it look? I'm, what's that? How did it look? It looks fantastic. Oh. I love the bear. Yeah. You like the bear? <laughs> yeah, isn't that awesome? We need to think that of a, is badass. We need to think of a name for him. That's a good point. Yeah, we need, need to think of a name for him. So if you're watching now, look at this. We have your we have your picture up there. We have oh, on, on, on the line we, Mikey Waynes. We have that underwear picture. Whoops, hang on. Let me, let me, I got to turn that <laughs> I got to mute you on that one. Okay. You have my picture up there somewhere? Well, it, you might be a little bit delayed. Yeah. But yes. It's in the corner. Uh, okay. Right-hand corner. I, I, the first, when I Googled you earlier on my computer, because I was being lazy on my computer, I Googled you. And the first picture that popped up was your mullet picture from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your mullet picture from, uh, um, what was that race? That was, Iron, that was Iron, Iron Man, Man 2001. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 21. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, there we go. That is a picture. That is uh that should be a wake up call to me to drop some LBs. That is <laughs> Hey man. Hey, we all feel it, man. Trust me, we've, I feel it right here. We've been, <laughs> I, I've been seeing the Instagram workouts. It looks like you're getting pretty motivated lately. <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying, man. I went years ago I was fat and I got fit. I went from like two thirty five down to about one seventy in about a year. So that's kind of the goal again. I don't this time around though. I'm about 245 right now. So that road life is tough. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It I'm sure it is because you just eat whatever you can drive. You just drive that's and right. eat. You know, I live that road life a little bit, not as much as you cool. do, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. Those of you that don't know Mikey Waynes, Mikey Waynes is the commentator and announcer for GNCC. He also has his own podcast. Yeah. It's an awesome podcast. If you guys haven't, make sure you check it out. It's the Bottleneck Live Show. Uh, him and DQ, mm -hmm. they uh, are extremely fun to watch, and um, you guys put on an awesome show. I watched the last one uh, that you guys had a couple nights ago, so uh, uh, it's fun. Thank you. That was a that was a shit show. We tried it again. <laughs> at my house and the Wi-Fi in the basement is terrible. The Wi-Fi upstairs wasn't great, so we ended up in front of the fireplace. It actually it turned out to be pretty solid. We got done, and, and DQ and I were both like, "Man, that actually turned out really well." Dude, when <laughs> it when, it, when it's shooting from the hip like that, it's hilarious and it's fun. So yeah. you know. Oh my god. And that's kind of your guys' style. So you guys are way better at yeah. that. If we would do that, people would be leaving like real quickly. <laughs> our our theory is we are the gas station mac and cheese of life <laughs> podcast because the poorer the quality, the more we like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, so you, you watched that race on uh, Saturday, Supercross. I did. Well, we know uh, he's excited about we, it. Oh, yeah. We, that's what I was going with it because I know he's a big Tomac fan. So Yeah, I um, 
that was the first race this year I started and I fell asleep, but I did get to see highlights and, and kind of rewatch it. Listen, I, um, I fell asleep too. I, I always wake up and uh, my boy usually comes and hops into the recliner with me and uh, and uh, watches the the replay. So I, I just watch it again on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was good though. I mean, it was. Um, I heard you guys talk a little bit about Jason Anderson and Rockton and yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's gnarly. It was. It was gnarly. What was your take on it while while he coops adjusting his uh, mic there? I I had a few people asking me about that, and my thing was I hate sand. (laughs) Sand belongs in Daytona, and like the rest of the series, let's just run dirt. Right. (laughs) But but I don't know. I know even Jason Anderson came out and and was basically like, I don't want to be that guy, and I was that guy. Yeah. And. I'm going to avoid social media for a while because I know I'm going to catch hell for it. So I think he knows it was an aggressive move. But like you guys were saying, it's it's sand. It's a corner. What the hell are they supposed to do? You break, you're going down anyways. Right. So I think for both riders, it's it's ride it out. And you guys hit the nail on the head with Roxon. Like the guy rides his own lines. Sometimes that's good. Most of the time, that means Cooper Webb's going to pass him. <laughs> this year, it means Jason Anderson's going to pass him, I guess. I think that's what makes it a little bit more bitter for him is the, the week before Anderson kind of hit his front tire coming out of that whoop section yeah. and takes him down. So two weeks yeah. in a row, Anderson has ruined his uh, his, his evening. So, hey, hey, Mikey, a Miss Aaron Simpson commented of all photos. <laughs> <laughs> She hated the mullet. I had the mullet less than a week. <laughs> I literally, when I got that done for Ironman GNCC, um, I, the, the woman that's cut my hair since I was 13, I said, okay, you need to get me in first available appointment after this uh, weekend's over. So that, like, Wednesday or Thursday, I went and got it cut because wifey was cutting me off. Like, there was, it just wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> well... Hey, it looked glorious for the week that you had it. It looked glorious. Right. So, right. so yeah, absolutely. So, Mikey, are you ready to talk some GNCC ATV action? I'm ready. We I'm are. Ready. We man, this has been a long off season. It feels like it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're excited to get back at it, and um, uh, we're excited to kind of like I guess bench race this season with you. Uh, uh, a lot of moving parts this season. We're excited to talk about these these guys. I mean, I mean, I mean. How do you start the se- How do you start this show off though without talking about Walker Fowler? Oh, we're going right to him. I mean, you for have sure. to. Oh, geez. Who, who else are you going to talk about right now? We always now? save the best for last. No, no, no. no. We're, we'll, we're <laughs> going to start at the top and work our way. My notes start at the top. All oh, right. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> there you go. If it's your notes, we're, we're <laughs> just messing with so, you. So seven straight in a row. Um, I mean, first off. Is there anybody that's going to stop him this year? But that's what I was going to say is, how do you stop him? How do you stop him? Mikey, if you were lining up, how would you stop Walker Fowler? I would uh, sugar in his gas tank, uh, <laughs> take him out. I don't know. Like, the guy's he's incredible. And the, I think the thing that makes Walker, that sets him apart, is he rarely, if ever, finishes off the box. Yeah. So, like, his bad day is a second or third. Now, he had, a, I think, a fifth and I want to say, like, an eighth uh, last year. But 
I mean, by the time he had those, the championship was pretty much his. Yeah, yeah. I think so, Iron Man was his worst at the end of yeah. the last race. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, we often kind of compare him to Chad Weenan over on the ATV MX side. Um, mm-hmm. When you're going up against somebody like Chad Weenan or Walker Fowler, you have to be able to either be first or second every yeah. single race mm-hmm. of the year. And that's a tall order, especially with a lot of these young guys stepping up and really improving their, their game this year. I mean, I got a lot of notes on yeah. <clears throat> on guys. And um, there's a lot of guys that could actually play a factor in the in the podiums this year. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, how you beat Walker Fowler is be there at the last race, nipping at his heels, hoping yeah. hoping he makes a mistake. Yeah. That's that's how you beat him. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't beat him in the beginning. You can't beat him in the middle. You got to be there at the end when he's has a two race cushion every year. Yeah. You can't you can't beat him like that. You got to be right there at his heels, hoping he makes that last little mistake. But that's yeah, how you do it. I think I think over the last, I'd say probably two years, if it's if it's possible at all, I think Walker has matured even more as brighter. Uh, he now understands. Does he want to win? Absolutely, he wants to win. But he now understands he can still get a championship without going out there and killing himself to win every race. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I think that comes with age for any professional athlete. You know, you you race smarter, not harder. And I think if guys like Bryson Neal or Hunter Hart, once they start figuring that out, that that pace of hey, I don't have to go 100 miles an hour for all two hours. I can pace myself. They're going to be right there fighting him, specifically Bryson Neal. I mean, admittedly, he said himself, you know, I had a couple mechanicals last year. You know, is he riding the machine over the top? Yeah, he is. He goes 100 miles an hour all the time, and he has these great results. But then you look at the results, he's also had two 11th place finishes last year. Yeah. So I think Bryson, I got a feeling Bryson's going to come in with a little more maturity this year. And I think he's going to be a contender if he can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you know, since we're on to Bryce, we're on to Bryson Neal right now at this point. You know, we often said last year, Bryson Neal's one of those guys that he's either going to win or he's going to break the machine in half. And I'm just yeah. curious, does it is it a good thing or a bad thing that he looks right now like he could physically actually break the bike in half? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good thing. He said something about on social media how he never really trained legs, and oh. he said I discovered that this last year when he was you know rehabbing and um uh, yeah he's the guy's a a physical specimen like Mm -hmm. it's just it's ridiculous nobody should be that fit and that gorgeous (laughs) it's just not fair but what Bryson Neal needs to learn how to do I think is take a second take a third be happy with that Mm -hmm. and then take your first yeah you know you're gonna get them they're gonna come just, so just be happy with that second place, be happy with that third place, and I and I really think if he does that and he's and he's content, he's going to be right there. Absolutely, and I think it helps the fact that that he's going to be returning this year to his old team and Magna One uh, um, Power Sports or Motorsports, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you know. He talked when he was on this show often about how it was him and his dad versus the world, it seemed like. Well, now mm-hmm. he, he seems to have a bigger team in his corner, so that can't hurt. That's got to be exactly. a big boost in his, uh, on his favor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Chris Chris Landers and that whole Magna One team. Like, they're, I, you know, speaking for all the teams, whether it's bikes, ATVs, everything, everything is very family-oriented at GNCC. Like, when you're part of a race team, you're part of a family, but Landers, 
is legit that guy that will text you and hey how's it going how's the family like he he's a great person ride for and i think bryson neal is, is basically just inherited a second father figure at the racetrack and that can only be beneficial for him yeah absolutely uh he's taking his old number back number 241 uh that's that's uh i mean that's exciting that's kind of like an adam mcgill move uh you know maybe uh just kind of throwing it back to that so i'm excited to see the racing that he's going to be bringing this year uh you know i'm sure you know all three of us see the same thing that that Sometimes you need to take a third. Sometimes you need to take a second. And if it means be taking a fourth rather than DNFing, then so be it. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I would be foolish to think that the guys in his corner aren't saying the same thing. So I'm sure he's going into this season uh, with that in his head. Now, once we get on the racetrack, will he still be able to do that? Because we know the speed's there. Speed oh, yeah. is not the problem. Right. Um, it's the... Toning it down. It's a toning it down just a little bit mm -hmm. to finish mm -hmm. the race. So uh, um, it, it's exciting to see him line up again this year with a fresh start and fresh um, a fresh team behind him. Yeah. 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 And, and you look at. I mean, he hasn't raced. What was that? It was round nine, I think, before summer break. Um, is that right? Ye I don't remember. Uh, it was uh, the first John Pinton he got hurt at. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, you know. Seat time. And, you know, you hear guys talk about it all the time. You can practice all you want, but that race speed, it's just totally different. So will it take, you know, Bryson a few rounds to get acclimated? Whereas you got a guy like Hunter Hart who, you know, he had the one win last year and some podiums, started the season hot. I, you can't ignore the fact that, like, Hunter Hart's – the, the conversation is no longer, like, can Hunter Hart compete? Like, to me, that guy – can now get out front and i think hunter hart when he's out front is not going to have that oh my god oh my god i'm beating walker fowler i'm freaking out what do i do i think he now knows like what it takes to get out front lead a race and win it yeah and that's scary absolutely yeah, and you scary. know we talked last year uh especially after bryson neal um exited the series with his injury unfortunately we talked about how um how hunter hart clung to the bumper of Walker Fowler in a lot of those races. And I tell you what, man, you talk about uh, sitting in a student seat and watching the oh. master. Um, I think that he got very comfortable with that. And uh, I don't think that anybody had a more fun or better off season than Hunter Hart did. Mm -hmm. You talk about mm -hmm. winning the Heartland Challenge, going out and podiuming. podiuming. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the West Coast of the Work Series, um, yeah. winning the Florida race a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. The guys had a great off season that he's bringing into this season where he's going to be where he's going to be sporting that number two yeah. on that Yamaha. So that's exciting. And another thing he's taken out of Walker Fowler's page book is Mark Notman. Absolutely. I mean, when oh, you, you got that guy in your corner, um, you know, I think that's a lot of uh, Walker Fowler's success over the years is having a guy that's that good. So I think he's, you know, taking another page of out of Fowler's playbook. Yeah. Not Notman is, he is, uh, second to none, uh, no doubt in my mind, as far as ATVs are concerned, that guy's he's stellar. And I mean, and you look at anybody, I mean, Johnny Gallagher's like 65 years old. He can, <laughs> still, he can still beat everybody from XC2. So, you know, he that's that's Johnny's goal. So, yeah, yeah he Mark Notman gets it done. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, even if. I mean, just, just knowing in the back of your head that you have the best bike that you can possibly have, 
has has got to take you a long ways uh, in the confidence uh, department, especially being such a young rider, um, finishing second in the series uh, and in his, I believe, his third year, right? Yeah. His third year, third he finished year. second in the series. And, and we know that this this sport, it seems like it takes guys a, uh, more time to mature into a championship-winning level mm-hmm. rider, uh, whereas kind of like Supercross, sometimes you see guys that will pop up in the 250 class and just take you by surprise. You don't really see that in GNCC much. It seems like it's like a it's a slow grow yeah. uh, because I think due to the length of the races, you have to show maturity out there. Yeah, and another, yeah. another thing that yeah. I like about Hunter Hart is I've been watching his you know videos and stuff like that. His riding style, man, it's really getting really smooth. I like how he's just pitching the bike any which way he wants so i i just re- i really like him coming into the season yeah i think without a doubt uh eventually hunter hart is going to have a championship i yeah. think there's no doubt about it um i would like to see him get one before walker fowler hangs it up just because <laughs> it would it would create for a historic season but i think at this point walker is still the guy to beat despite you know, having a nub on a finger, which has definitely affected him. Um, you know, all jokes aside, oh, yeah. he's admitted it himself, you know. Um, but even with that, he's still the guy to beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, For absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. But like we said, there's no shortage of uh, young and veteran talent uh, that is challenging him this year. <laughs> uh, third on my list to talk about is Jared McClure. And I have a bunch of question marks around Jared right. because I never know what Jared's doing in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a uh, kind of a recluse when it comes to social media, yeah. which is where we get a lot of our information. But, uh, I mean, it just seems like every year he's just solid as a rock. Right. So he's always hey. going to be there around that top five, around that podium position. There's a reason why they call him the sneaky snake. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's sneaky, man. He's sneaky. <laughs> He kind of reminds me of, of if you've been listening to a lot of Supercross guys talking on stuff like this new generation wants to share everything and ride together. He kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of that old school guy. Like, you're not going to know my weaknesses. You're not going to know what I'm doing. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. kind of reminds me of that. So, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, Jared's awesome. And, and he's one of those guys that it's it's like, we'll, you know, shame on me and Rodney, but we'll go, you know, an hour and 50 minutes before we're like, hey, Jared McClure. <laughs> and then somehow, you know, that last lap, he's there and he's in the fight and he's at the podium. Yeah. He, the podiums were a little harder to get last year, it seemed. Um, I don't I don't know if he's lost a step. I don't if he listens to this, I hope he hears me and I hope it round says, Mikey, you are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just the progression and it's I don't think that's taking a jab at Jared as much as it is talking about the guys we just talked about, Hunter Hart. Uh, of course, like Devin Feehan, like the competition, those young boys are getting older yeah. and just getting harder and harder for guys like McClure and uh, McGill and at times even Cole Richardson to, to hang. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, he did finish on the podium five times last year, which, mm-hmm. which you know, to his standards might not be what he wants. But at the same time, you know, there was a lot of races that was just off the podium. And those points count, too. So, I mean, yeah. uh, when it comes to the end of the day, he's going to be running the number three next year for, or, for, or the, in a couple of weeks for a good reason. Yeah. Yeah, sure. you, you got a point to that because, I mean, he went into last year with the number four. And so he can look at that and say, hey, last year I may have had some bad races. I came in with, you know, I won up my number from the previous season nationally. So, you know, maybe he's 
maybe he's right. Maybe I'm full of crap. But <laughs> it's number two. Maybe we fight for the championship. So, you know, maybe McClure is exactly where he wants to be. Like you guys said, he's so quiet, you just never know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Speaking of somebody that should be fighting for the championship, uh, and we talked about him just a touch real quick, is Cole Richardson. Yeah. Uh, that's somebody that I feel in his and his um, expectations of himself, he had, had a disappointing 2021 season. And, um, you know, I, I say that with all the respect in the world because I know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and after reading some of the stuff that I saw on, on Instagram that he, you know, almost hung it up this season uh, but ended up being able to get a couple sponsors that, that – that, pushed him into running 2022 you have to think that he's gonna come out with a ball of fire and uh really ready to prove everybody wrong that think maybe he lost a step last year yeah i think cole's one of those great comeback stories you know he had the what a year or two there were wasn't racing um what was that 2017 maybe yeah sounds right is that right yeah Yeah. but it's like he's the guy i always see if he's on the podium and i'm so stoked to see him and every time I talk to him, like you guys were just saying, he seems to say the same thing. I'm like, what's in store for you next year? You know, off, off camera. <laughs> but he's like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do it. And I'm like, man, you've, you've got to. You, you're easily a top three guy. You've got to come back. The sport needs you. Yeah. So, Cole, if you're listening, throttle down, dude. Let's go. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I guess you can't take away this motivation going into 2022 is the fact that he won the Ironman. Oh, right. Last race of the season, uh, go out with a bang and uh, go into 2022 uh, on that same note, I would say. Yeah, and, and just to top off on all that, you know, he won that. And then it seemed like soon as he found out that he was going for the next season, he was out putting the laps in, turning the videos up. Yeah. And it seemed like he was extra motivated. So it's really good to see. Hope, hope he uh, turns it around. He's the exact opposite of the sneaky snake when it comes to um, Instagram videos. So, Cole, if you're yeah. listening, we do appreciate the, the updates. Uh, yeah, he's the uh, the flashy snake. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So moving down the list, uh, you know, finishing sixth this past year. I'm sorry, fifth. I almost skipped Mr. Adam McGill. Um, is there anybody that has more fun? No, maybe. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Did you say you? Maybe you? Man, well, possibly. <laughs> I, I try to hang with Miguel, dude. I got a bone to pick with Miguel. His ass left the banquet early, Ooh. and the party was lackluster on Friday night. Oh man! So, yeah, I wonder if they're all heading the crew. I know they were all supposed dude, to be heading out. I was <laughs> devastated. He said, "I'm heading." <laughs> Bull crap! You're heading out. He's like, no. "Okay, well, I see how it is." Um, no, Adam I, is like, I think he'll race until it's just no longer fun. And like yeah. once that fun aspect is gone, then he'll hang it up. Yeah. But I, I don't know that there'll be a day when we don't see him at the track doing something. Right, so it, right. absolutely. And, and, you know, we, we heard his, um, his post-race uh, Facebook uh, post um, when it came to his last win, which was at the Mountaineer in 2020 Mm -hmm. and he said at that point you know he was kind of not having fun and it seemed like that win really just brought the energy back in him for racing and it seems like he's kind of still running off of those those high moments it seems like what drives him to have fun he had a great finish up at uh up at snowshoe this past year he finished with three podiums this year not really to to his standards 
but mm-hmm. but man, I just felt like there was a, a a youthfulness and an energy that he brought this entire season. I think yeah. Uh, I oh, think what motivated him is these Instagram reels and videos that he's doing. I love them. Yeah, those are the best. He's on TikTok now. Do yeah. you know that? No, I don't do TikTok, but you, you do. The old the old, <laughs> the old man's on TikTok. Hey, I gotta check him out. <laughs> you gotta check him out. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I think that's really. I mean, just he looks like he's having fun with that, and and his sponsors are, are seem like they're really cool with it, and that's just really cool to so say he could actually be himself, and mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of that anymore. So. Yeah, Adam is so marketable. I mean, the guy can go out and, you know, get 11th, and sponsors are still like, we love you. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, his, I don't think his uh, fame, if you will, his clout, I don't think it comes from as much results as it does. He's such a marketable personality. And I know Adam wants the results, and I think he'll have this too. But um, one thing that stood out for me for Adam, what was it? Was it the Mountaineer this year at the, the Boy Scout camp? Was yeah. that round in? Yeah. Uh, with mechanical, I shoved the camera in his face. He was laughing. He was having fun. Um, it was just kind of this, not that I hadn't seen Adam be like that before, but typically when we have to shove a camera in a guy's face after a breakdown when, you know, you're not going to finish, they're pissed. And it's right. nothing personal to me or my camera guy. It's just I'm pissed I'm not out there. Adam wasn't like that. I mean, he was, you know, joking around and having fun, and maybe that was because he didn't have to drive that far to go home. After that. <laughs> but it was good to see him having fun regardless of the race result. Yeah, yeah. It, it like the driving home. It helps Adam the fact that uh, half the races are are within an, within a couple hours from his house. Yeah, so that's that's not that's that is, not a bad gig. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on down the list, Josh Merritt. This is somebody else that had a really good offseason, um, you know, going with Hunter Hart over to the West Coast and having a solid performance mm-hmm. um, at the work series. Um, and one thing I noticed about Josh is in the past few years, it seems like he's just consistently elevating his, his game mm-hmm. each and every year. And it's not huge jumps, but it's consistent. Right. And, and it seems like he's finishing all the races and he's having a good time doing it. Right. I think there's a wall there. Once he breaks through that last, you know, he's taking down little walls at a time. Mm-hmm. Once he gets to that last wall, I think it's just going to be a breakout year for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling it now. Josh Merritt takes a top three. He'll podium this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I'll, I'll back that. Yeah. I'll back that. I think it's definitely it's definitely time. I think he's definitely got the experience and 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 the level of, of, of riding as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he's – He's a good guy, uh, great guy to talk to, and he just seems like he's always so motivated and so excited about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we talked after, I think, the Penton last year, and was that the one he got seventh? I don't know. I'm sorry. I should have I pulled notes. <laughs> I should have prepped. Um, <laughs> I think it was a Penton last year. Uh, anyways, whatever race it was, whatever result he got, it was the best he'd done as an XC1 rider, and he was stoked on it. Like, yeah. couldn't believe it, beyond happy, beyond thrilled. And he's like, I, now it, like, rejuvenated his, like, desire to go out there and compete and race instead of just going out there to ride with these guys. Right, um, right. So I think, you know, that, yeah, that fifth place at Ironman that he got is just was just kind of the icing on the cake of, like, hey, I can be a top five guy. If I can get up there and hang with those guys up front, I'm capable of a podium. Right. So 
the the right situation Merritt goes out there mistake free if he can latch on to a hunter hart or maybe even a walker fowler i think he's got the potential to land on the podium this year yeah i absolutely agree and you know he's somebody that when we've had on the show he's talked often about how there's groups of guys out there on the track there there's the guys that are battling for a win and a podium and then it seems like there's a gap like in time yeah. on the track there's a gap between them and then the guys battling for that top five and then there's yeah. another gap the guys that are battling around that 10th place position and he's he seemed to be leapfrogging himself from pack to pack and it seems to be to where he's kind of in the situation where he's towards the front of that top five pack and then really fighting to move his way towards the guys that are that are really battling for yeah. wins and, and, and uh, overall positions. Yeah. 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 I think it's just a matter of him yeah, getting latched onto those front runners and you know, doing what Hunter Hart has done with Walker the last couple of years of let me see your lines you're taking. Let me let me see what you're seeing that I'm not seeing so I can learn from you. I think that's you guys are dead on. I mean, that's the next step for Merritt. Yeah. Yeah. Now this next rider that I want to talk about <laughs> Was there a more exciting or hotter rider to watch towards the end of the season than Devin Feehan? Oh, no. It, he he did what I kind of expected him to do a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which meant a lot because he's still young. He's still a kid, so that's not really fair to say to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was after summer break. I, I mean, I don't know. I remember telling Devin, like, dude, I don't know what you did over summer break. But you need to do that this off season too, because whatever, <laughs> it's working for you. Yeah. Um, he had what well, he only finished off the box, I think, one time after summer break. Right. So, you know, it was it, whatever he's doing, it's working. Um, and I think he is going to have that. You know, where Hunter was a couple of years ago, I see that being Devin this year. Where, you know, it, it, we I think we'd all be like, oh wow, he he grabbed a win. We'd be, I don't know, shocks the right word, but. It would be wild to see him win one, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities anymore. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. I no. mean, and, was it the John Pitton that he put that really crazy pass on the outside on on uh, oh, Hart? Yeah, I think so, it was. And I felt like that was like a Ricky, like just like waving to him as he went by. I feel like because like that's, yeah. he just made him look silly. I mean, it's just and that's it crazy because we're talking about Hunter Hart, here. right? Exactly. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about a guy that he was lapping and <laughs> he was chasing. Well, Fowler won that. I'm he, pretty sure he, he was ran. Chase, yeah. He ran down Fowler a couple of times uh, last season, and and that was something that was just like mind blowing. And we talked to him soon after that, and and we asked him like, was this was that motivating for you? And he was like, yeah, that was crazy. He was like, I mm-hmm. I shocked myself, yeah. and that's a really cool thing to see is somebody that's shocking themselves. And um, um, you know. We we've recently not recently but last year we learned uh, about how hard of work he puts off the bike, and yeah. um, uh, especially on Strava. I follow him on Strava now, and it really makes me disappointed in my own numbers on Strava <laughs> when I look when I look at what Devin's doing because I'm like, oh man, yes, I just went for a five mile mountain bike ride. And I look on Strava, and uh, uh, Feehan's like, yeah, I, I did that before breakfast. So <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, it's nuts. Yeah. His endurance is there, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what he does this season and see if he can take all that momentum, the three of the four last races finishing on the podium, and really channel it and going into this season. Um, um, that's probably, I'm going to say maybe 
maybe my most exciting rider to watch this season as yeah. far as this, to, to just curiosity as what he does. Right. Because we know it wasn't a fluke because we kept talking about like, oh, is this a one race fluke? And then he backed it up. And then I think yeah. he backed it up again and then he had that one off and then he backed it up again. So, yeah. so I, 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 I see him up on the podium a lot. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And, then, um, and then somebody else that, that maybe he's kind of started to do what he did but later in the season is John Glotta uh, Jr. Um, uh, he was actually leading the Ironman until he ended up having a faulty equipment uh, um, uh, take him out of the race. So that's somebody else that I'm excited to see. Like, you know, does he have the potential to be up there and fighting for a podium position? Does he have the potential to win? Yeah, I think Glotta's one of those guys that, you know, he's young enough to where I feel like he he's at that point right now where early in the race, Glotta's up front, and then as the race wears on, the guys with a little more experience are figuring out, okay, I can get around you. And he's he's just got to find that whatever that pace is, whatever that sweet point is, he's got to find that for the whole two hours. And and once he can get there, I think he's going to be you know a competitor with these guys. But I think he's still trying to figure that out of – man, how are you guys doing this for the full two hours? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, uh, I mean, that's somebody that, again, speed's not a problem. It's, like Mikey said, the endurance. Um, now, Chris Borsch, I- I'm curious to see what he's going to be bringing into 2022 season, uh, jumping from back from the Suzuki, back onto the Yamaha. Uh, it seems like an interesting move for him, uh, you know, um, who knows where Chris is at in his career? Are we in the later stages of his career? Because I feel like Chris, you know, he's just enjoying himself and could uh, really go as long as he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I think Chris is, is you know, he's in the twilight of his career. I think mm-hmm. he knows that. And I think he's, hey, I enjoy being a dad. I like racing my or my, uh, my ATV on Saturdays. And, hey, wherever I land, I land. Um it's wild to me that we didn't have a Chris Borich podium last year. Yeah. Um, I don't, that hasn't happened since I've been working the GNCC and I know it didn't happen years ago. Um, so it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see if the bike change helps him out. Um, I think he had a Honda hangover last year. Was it two years ago he was on the Honda, or was it three? Two. two yeah, he was two. on the Honda, because I remember him blowing past me at uh, High Point in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in 2020 on the Honda. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it was just kind of it was odd. I thought he would, you know, after he left the Honda, went back to Suzuki, I was like, okay, here comes Boric on the on the box again, and it just never really happened last year. Yeah, we, um, we were really excited about the Suzuki move. Like like you yeah. said, you know, that's what he won all of his championships on. That's right. what he's always been so comfortable on. And then just to see him not have the year that he wanted, um, uh, it was kind of like, oh man, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> but now so it just I, seems like Yamaha. It just seems like everybody. Besides two guys. What's that? Besides two guys, two old stubborn guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stubborn mules, right? That's it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, talk about a bike switch, and I and I know it's not on your paper right now. Is Austin Abney, and he made that switch to Yamaha last year, coming up through. So I really think after working all the kinks out last year and getting through all the stuff, I I, I like to see. Um, I think he can get get up there in the top five a good bit. I would love to see it. He, he, hey, he's my fellow Hoosier, so I got to root for for Austin. Um, I saw a video. I don't know if he posted it or if uh, his girlfriend Sadie. I know Sadie posted it. She may have reposted it. But man, he was working out, and 
oh boy is is flirting with with that uh that bryson neal <laughs> so um you know maybe he's got something up his sleeve for this season um i know he's been very he's no way around it he's been very disappointed with his results um feels like he he should be doing better and I know he gets a lot of pressure from the home state that, you know, the Hoosiers, I had a lot of people that were like, this guy's going to win a championship his rookie year. And I'm like, you guys got, <laughs> you keep telling him this and he's, you're, you're setting him up for disappointment. Yeah. You don't realize how big that jump is from XC2 to XC1. Let him grow. Yeah. So, right. And and a bike uh, change and, is huge. Yeah. That's huge too. Right. I mean, hopefully he's able to, you know, stay within his own head and, and produce some results this year and on the Yamaha. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, you know, we've often talked about how, like you mentioned, the jump from XC2 to XC1. Um, these guys, they can finish sometimes like in the top five overall from XC2. But then mm-hmm. when you actually get physically racing with the XC1, it's like a completely different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once that, <laughs> Time adjustment, all those things play a factor. Not to jump to two wheels, but I remember it was the last year Ben Kelly rode XC2. He was, you know, getting top threes in the overall on adjusted time. And then they went, um, you know, to Snowshoe. And I think he won an overall there from XC2. And I distinctly remember Caleb Russell telling him, like, that's fine. After summer break, you don't get that big time adjustment anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Or, I'm sorry, going into Snowshoe. He's telling him this because you're starting, you know, first four on row one, all that. So it was basically that head game from the XC1 guy of like, look, young buck. Yeah, you're fast, but you're not that fast yet. So I think that was it it translates to ATVs as well. Yeah, Yeah. Ronnie, I think, is going to do great. um, But I don't know that I'm going to see Ronnie Rush on an XC1 podium this season. Right. Right. No, I mean, you Part of being an XC1 is learning to throw your weight around with those with those guys, and and it's a completely different ball game. And I'm I'm with you, Ronnie Rush, another rider that looked fast all off season, had a great XC2 year, winning the championship, and coming in to XC1 with a full head of steam. But you know, I hope that people in his corner are like Mikey said, giving him realistic goals. It, and, you know, what strikes me right now is thinking of realistic goals and thinking of Hunter Hart. Brandon, when you and I were up in Pennsylvania at the uh, at the High Point race, yeah. we were talking to Hunter and his dad, yeah. and they were talking, and this was just last year, yeah. they were talking about, you know, we just want to have a good finish. We just want to, you know, be mm-hmm. there with the guys. We just want to ride with those guys. Not saying we want to win. We want to go out and, 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 and dominate these guys. Um, and I think that's the right mentality to have uh, because look what he's blossomed into to now he is a championship contender. So yeah. if you can get somebody with the talent of Ronnie Rush um, and, and get in his head, I guess, maybe the wrong words to use, <laughs> but, right. but tell him the right things like, okay, like look at what these guys are doing and try to ride right. with them. Like let's finish the race. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. you know, let's get top eight. Let's get top six. Keep going. Yeah. So Yeah. For- I know for Abney, you know, that rookie year, after a race, I would get texts, and they're like, what happened? Did he break down? I'm like, no, he just he just wasn't there with the top runners. They're yeah. like, well, something happened. I'm like, no, nothing happened. It's just, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's that big of a jump from XC1 to, or from XC2 to XC1. That's just the reality of it. it these things take time. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he can still get there. 
Um, and you guys hit it on the head again. I mean, with Hunter Hart, I tell people all the time that, you know, the, the, the pro-am guys, the amateur guys that want to come up in the ranks, you need to be circling the name Hunter Hart. You need to watch what he's been doing over the last several years because he's had the recipe that's put him exactly where he's at right now, and it's working for him. So if you're going to model yourself after someone coming up through the Yank ranks, i got to think Hunter Hart's your guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So is there any other uh, rookies that we're going to be watching this year, uh, in your opinion, Mikey? Uh, I know that there's a couple that I See, believe – Is it Brandon Owens Brandon Owens. Possible? I, when he talked to us – he sounded like he was going XC1. He, he said championship or not, I'm going XC1 next year. So I don't know if that's changed. I've not really seen anything. Um, what do you know about that, Mikey? Uh, you guys know about as much as I do on that. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Brandon. Right. Uh, let, let's go Brandon. That's right. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> he, that XC2 class was stacked last year. There were so many. I can't even remember how many different guys won. Like, what, four or five, yeah. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, and you know. And with, he was a contender. He was a contender. So. Yeah. I, you know, if he went back to the XC2, I wouldn't blame him. That's no. that's tempting, knowing that like I can win this championship, and he's still young. Yeah, I mean, he's still yeah. a young kid. So I mean, I am all in favor of like you know, if you want to jump to that XC1, but be ready for the long haul and not try to say okay my, like like we've talked about with ronnie my goal is to get a top five as soon as i get in there yeah. like if yeah. you're going to jump in this young then just play the steady game be a josh Merritt, be uh, uh um a hunter hart of two or three years ago that yeah. was a baby in <clears throat> in the xc1 class yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's the route for brandon owens i think um yeah, I don't know for sure if he's if he's come back XC1 or not, but I mean, he I know he raced XC1 at Ironman, so yeah. that kind of leads you to think that, you know, maybe he is going to return to the XC1 um, next year and that was his uh farewell uh to the XC2, but um I don't know, can you can you jump back down after you go XC1 to XC2? Um, I, you know, I'm not real sure. I don't know if there's That's a great question. I don't I know <laughs> I, I have no idea. I don't even want to speak to the rules right. because then I get weeds and in trouble. Um, <laughs> I, but I don't know if the championships wrapped up. We go to round thirteen or round, yeah, round thirteen in Ironman. Yeah, I'm not sure what the rule is on that because I know I've seen guys that'll run. You know, let me test the waters in the pro right. class, and I, which Brandon I just, Owens did. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's very possible. So. Yeah, it's interesting to see for sure. So hey, we got a couple of comments here here on the on the old. Uh, I don't know if that's on Facebook or, or YouTube. Uh, Whiskey Thrall says, just got to hope that Walker has a bad bad luck, and uh, which is few and far between. He's a robot and animal. It'll be fun to watch Neil Brown. Or Neil Brown. <laughs> Bryson, Neil Hunter Hart, and Devin Feehan uh, run with him this year. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, those are definitely the players in the game. So I can't argue with that at all, Brandon. What do you think? No, I mean, I mean, if I had my top five, that's that's my top five right there in, in a certain one order. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to throw a blanket over it, one of those guys, if they want a chance, those are going to be one of your guys that's going to do it. How important, Mikey, do you think, especially in the ATV racing, is the start, the whole shot of a GNCC race? I think it's I think it's big for a couple reasons. One, it's the only time you can pass, what, 13, 14, 15 guys yeah. at one. Yeah. Um, the other big aspect of that, as far as GNCC is concerned on ATVs, is I think it is such a – 
uh, mental blow when they see Walker Fowler snag the whole shot and checks out in front. It just sets the tone for the entire race of, damn, now we got to play catch up for two hours and figure out a way around him. So if you are any of those guys that are not named Walker Fowler and you can pull shot, I think you've got such a, a huge confidence boost of like, okay, I'm out front. Now, how do I, how do the hell do I stay here? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, Walker's game, but, Walker's game for seven years now is, is get out front and go sprint and then, mm-hmm. and then maintain. Yep. I mean, that's, that is his keys to success each and every year. And it all starts with that jump off the line. Now, yeah. now, like, like, I like basically to mirror what you were saying, Mikey. Um, I believe that it's 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 Walker versus the field when it comes to the whole shot, and for reasons that are obvious, it is harder to pass ATVs in the woods <laughs> than it is dirt bikes. So, um, you know, Bryson Neal, um, amazing speed, not always been the best starter. Right. So he especially <laughs> needs to really. You know, hopefully work start, on a starter button. Work on a starter button. Get, <laughs> yeah. get, you know, get in the top three. Get the top four. That takes a lot off of your shoulders. Yeah. If you can start out <laughs> up up there with him and see Walker and not let him out of your sights, I mean, then you can you could you know be king of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can win seven straight championships. You can win seven straight championships. <laughs> so I think that's the key to beat Walker is is to not let him get the whole shot, right. uh, which is obviously. Easier said than done because I think Walker, uh, with as many races he, as he won this past year, which was eight wins, I think he got probably eleven of the thirteen hole shots. And wasn't it great there for a while? Like, wasn't he like didn't he get a win? Like it was like a couple weeks in a row or something like that. Or, or I, I believe Bryson Neal won two weeks in a row That's at some thought, point yeah. this year. I can't remember, but I think he did. Yeah, I was like, oh boy. What's what's you know everybody yeah, it's was not like often everybody Walker. was like panic mode panic yeah. mode, <laughs> which those panic modes fuel him. You oh, know yeah. you know that Mikey oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, well when I think when Bryson won those two, it was uh, essentially Bryson had three wins with the two in the two in a row, and then you know Walker had two wins, and the big talk was like, well, what if Bryson hadn't had mechanicals and mm. I think round two and round four he'd be right there battling for the championship might even have the lead, but it's, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, yeah. right. but right. I mean, it was definitely like, Oh, there's blood in the water. This is it for Walker Fowler. The rest of the season is the Bryson Neal show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, it, it, when people start saying there's blood in the water, that's seeming to be Walker Fowler's blood. It's like Walker Fowler smells that blood in right. the water also. <laughs> and uh, he turns it up another level. I mean, Brandon, we talked about, we kind of were, uh, we bragged about the fact that when nobody listened to this show, which nobody still listens to this show, um, <laughs> uh, Walker listened, listened to the show yeah. and said that we motivated him. Like, what? We didn't even know you two, listened. Yeah, two random guys from West Virginia motivated him because we said that he would finish third instead yeah, of first. He was... <laughs> yeah, he, you know what? Walker is like, he does things on social media. But he is like the lurker. Like, he's always listening, always watching. Yeah. And I don't know if there's anybody out there that plays more subtle mind games mm-hmm. than Walker Fowler. Kind of like you see, maybe not to the extent you see, like, with Cooper Webb with Supercross. Yeah. But he is definitely does little things to try and subtly, politely get in the heads of competitors. And whatever he's doing, it works. I mean, he's 
when he walks away from it, I think we look at him as the GOAT of ATV GNCC racing. Absolutely. When we had him on this show um, a few times ago, because he's been on the show quite a been on the show quite a bit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, he we told him, you know, there was a really good comparison between him and Michael Jordan when we watched The Last Dance, and Michael Jordan talked about how he didn't need motivation but he would make up he would make up just random things like like oh that guy was talking crap on me yeah. the guy may never even yeah. said a word to him <laughs> but but he would make up these things of uh, of like like he went this water is, boy mode this is my motivation <laughs> yeah exactly and, and i think walker has a lot of that in him and when we told him that he was like oh man you guys are kind of on to me actually <laughs> yeah it's it's funny it's it's like the the best worst kept secret <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's going to be exciting uh, to see, you know, those guys try to uh, do it again this year. Yeah. And we we say each and every year it's going to be different and that it's going to be closer. So, and each and every year he has a two or three race right. w- race lead. So, yeah. so out of everybody that we just talked about, who wins the championship this year? Are we going there already? Al- already. Cool. I, mean, I guess know. we have been going for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can't not say Walker Fowler. I yeah. think unless – Knock on wood. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, whether it's Walker, Bryson. I don't care who it is. Yeah. I want to see everybody be able to race an entire season. Right. But he's just yet to prove. I mean, his failures last year was one fifth and one eighth, both coming when he pretty much had the championship wrapped up. Yeah. Right. So I think Walker's my guy. I, I don't know how to. I know Hunter Hart's going to hear this, and I'm going to get a text tomorrow. And <laughs> be like, what the hell, Mikey? You doubted me. I'm not taking you oh. to Outback. <laughs> <laughs> if picking Walker Fowler pisses you off to hear, prove me wrong. Right. Absolutely. Prove him wrong. Prove everybody wrong, really. It's one of those things it's like until proven wrong, yeah. that's yeah. that's the ta- that's the that's the bet that you take to Vegas right. because I mean it's it's basically Fifty percent Walker, fifty percent the field. So what about you? Me. So you you gonna take the last? Yeah, spot. I'm taking the last one. Brandon's taking the last spot. That <laughs> remind me that be next week because I'm taking the last spot next week on our, on our bike preview. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> so I think that uh, last year I called for Bryson to win. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. I believe I called for Bryson to I win last so. year. Um, <clears throat> oh, dang it. Did you wonder why Fowler was mad at us? I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is it fun to make? Is it, what's that? I said, let's not piss him off. Right? <laughs> I know. So maybe we just pick Walker, and then and then uh, he won't have any motivation. No, no he'll still find reasons. Yeah. He'll still find I'll be reasons. Mad because we're even thinking about it this hard. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna pick uh, Neil again. Bryson Neil. Just 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 for just for the excitement of it, because right. I feel like of anybody, Bryson could do it. Bryson's uh-huh. got the speed. Bryson's got every tool in the box. All he needs is consistency. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and make it a, a three different answers. I'm going to go Hunter Hart mm-hmm. for the win yeah. because he has Mark Notman. He has all of Fowler's tools. He's been studying that guy all last season. Yeah. Been riding with him, been practicing with him. And uh, so I'm going to go him just yeah. because I want to be different. Yeah. And, and like Mikey said, we don't want to see anybody injured no. or we don't want to see any mechanical failures either. I would love to see, yeah. which we know that's probably not going to happen, mechanical failures. Right. But I would love to see these guys be able to battle it out for 13 rounds and and just toe to toe. And uh, but I mean, it, those three, 
that's really hard to pick against all three of them. I mean, right. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Mikey with with Walker. That's yeah, the that's, that's the, the cream of the crop choice right, right. there. That's the easy choice, Mikey. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the easy choice. If I, if I pick a wild card, um, Hunter Hart and man, I want to pick somebody other than Bryson just to spice it up. But yeah. I, can I think Coltrane get in there? Coltrane. I mean, yeah, Cole Richardson. If Cole can stay healthy. Keep it on four wheels, no mechanicals. Cole's going to be there as well. Yeah. Devin Masters says that uh, Bryson Neal, and he also says that he wants one of those shirts, Brandon. Oh, these are the old. This is an old shirt, guys. So yeah. We're working on a new shirt. Yeah. We're working on a new <laughs> shirt. We, we can still make the old shirts. Yeah, we, we got we that new still, logo right. um, that we were kind of playing around with. So uh, we do need to get some shirts out. We looked yeah. at hats, and gosh, hats are expensive. Oh, they're so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean to to buy hats, and I'm like, oh yeah, uh, you know, twenty two dollars a hat's not bad. Oh, you got to buy forty five or forty eight minimum. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. So, uh, if you have okay, give me a deep sleeper for a podium this year, Mikey. As uh, a podium um, series, like for the for the whole series. Oh, so your top three for the year, you're saying? Yeah, somebody somebody that, that could potentially finish in the top three that wouldn't be expected uh, otherwise. Are we going mm-hmm. veteran? Are we going with the, you know, because we, we talked about our three guys that were looking to win the championship, so ideally yeah. those would be the guys that ended up in the top three. But somebody that would break that mold, who would it be? All right, easy sleeper, I would say, because I think, you know, Walker, Hunter, Bryson, those are your standouts. Yeah. I think the easy sleeper choice in that one would be like, wow, I'm surprised this happened, but I'm not really surprised, would be Devin Feehan. And if you want a big wild card, I'm throwing Josh Merritt in there. Oh, wow. wow. That's awesome. JM. Nice. I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, uh, I was going to go Devin Feehan, uh, <laughs> but that was, like, again, kind of the right. obvious choice. Um, but, I mean, does does McClure break it up, though? Yeah. Is he one of those guys that, that you're talking about the big three when it comes to Walker, Hunter, and Bryson, and then uh, Jared ends up coming in there and taking another third? I mean, is that, is that you know, so in the cards? You know who you're forgetting about, and we talked about, we talked about him. But he's on the back part of the paper. Mm-hmm. Jog Glada Jr. made some good statements last year, made some good runs. I think that's going to be a wild card guy right there. What do you I agree. You agree? Yeah. You guys agree? <laughs> I yeah. agree. I, I, it could happen. It could definitely happen. So those are the like the wild cards. Uh, uh, you know, I'm seeing uh, Kendall says that McClure breaks it up. Um, can't disagree with that. Uh, can't disagree with that at all. Uh, does, our, does our buddy Landon Wolf win, win the 4x4 four four again? Yes. Hell yeah. You think? Yeah. What, didn't, wouldn't so. someone tell me telling us the other day that uh, was it the other guy has been riding pretty good? I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, Brandon, um, uh, Brandon Frazier. Brandon yes, Frazier, Frazier, yes, yes. yes. We, we need to get him on the show. We were, I had some requests to oh, get him on the show. Um, great. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, that's going to be fun to watch as well. Yeah. I mean, um, you, but you're talking new dad. Does that affect him at all? Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. Cody Collier, too. Like, Cody, if Cody can. Yeah. Cody's the Bryson Neal of, like, 4 by 4 Pro. He is balls to the wall, fast as hell. But yeah. then because he so, rides so fast, he's got a 10th, he's got an 11th, he's got an 8th, and it just it kills him on the year. 
Also, another uh, wild card for 4x4 Pro is um, I think Drew Landers is coming back yeah. on the 4x4 okay. Pro. Yeah. Interesting. That'll be interesting. I think pro class. Um, I think he could be a contender in that as well. A lot of guys like the 4x4 class. People love that stuff. Man, those I things are, those things are so cool. I just love listening to them like coming through the woods, just mowing just like... trees over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Those things are amazing. Yeah, they really are. They really are. I remember, uh, I was I was following one one time, and they ran over a limb or a uh, uh, a sapling, and I was like, oh, I'm just going along with them. And as soon as I hit that sapling, it stopped me. <laughs> so it's so cool to watch those guys. Just it's like a bulldog going through the woods, and uh, uh, it, it's really cool to watch. And um, I have no idea on how to uh, um, uh, to do to to ride one. I, I see that uh, I, I'm reading right now that McClure on a four x four is an awesome site. So uh, what would you think about that? Guys like guys like McClure and like McGill, or, if they would ever go four x four, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I wonder if like you know they get you know like uh, Chris Borsch and them guys on. That would be cool to see. I would pay money to see those three on a four x four race. I still want to see Johnny Gallagher on a Grizzly in the 4x4 there you class. Go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> like with, you know, the hunting rack, the deer rack, the gun rack. I want all of it on the Grizzly and Johnny Gallagher out there in the 4x4 Pro. Yeah, I think it would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, <laughs> there was a comment up here that I want to touch on. Uh, I got to scroll up real quick. Um, John Stewart said, we need a GNCC fantasy game. To we're, set up and play, we're working, guys. On it. We are working on it. The only problem is, is we don't have the funds to uh, to build the website. But honestly, we're working on a small version of it. Yeah. Uh, kind of like we have it written out on paper on exactly how we want it to go. Um, we've looked at a couple of ways of doing it, but it just seems like every way that we've looked at of doing it, they want us to kind of conform into what their already site is molded. Yeah. And that's not we what don't we, like it. We don't like it. We would li- rather do our game um, the way we want. What way we want. <laughs> the way we want is if you play along with us in Pulp Fantasy, it's much like Pulp. Kind of like that. So, um, Mikey, I, I don't know how into uh, he's, fantasy. He's not. They don't. They don't play over the bottleneck live. You guys don't play I, fantasy? I don't. I like I. <laughs> so this all started with with NFL fantasy football way back in the day, like when it was literally a marker board and you had to, you know, I did it the first couple years, and then I'm like, damn it, I am a Colts fan, and I'm rooting against the Colts so that I can watch <laughs> Terrell Owens do well for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, yeah. so it changed the way I watch football. Yeah, it does the change the way you watch football. Year, yeah, I did it. I tried to do it one year with some buddies for Supercross back in like, man, I don't know, probably 2010, 2011. And I lost interest after the third round because I'm like, no, I'm rooting for guys I don't even care about. Like, <laughs> so I just haven't bothered with it. I, I don't have anything against it. Um, I, yeah, just don't get into it, I guess. Yeah. Maybe GNCC would be would change your mind. Could you imagine him making <laughs> picks and they'd be like, what the heck, man? You didn't pick me? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if I did it, yeah, I'd get myself in trouble. You would. So if you guys, <laughs> let me put it this way, if you guys are interested in playing GNCC Fantasy, just know this year is going to be a trial and error type, type thing, and yeah. we will be doing the picks – um, kind of like old school. Um, like, but wonder if they can email us. Yeah, you can email like us. We'll your, have like a time stamp. What we'll do is we'll, we will we will display the sheet, and we will we will actually probably have a podcast and just and tell you how to pick your teams yeah. and how to operate your teams. Um, it's gonna be pretty easy if you play pulp already. You know basically how to play. Um, 
Um, but we will have you guys email, email us your teams, and then maybe we'll also have you guys add your own points up. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of play around with it this year. And then the hopes is is to next year actually have it as, as an online game. <sighs> Which is scary, but it's exciting. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's a lot of money, but maybe we can cut a deal with somebody to like uh, two, help us out. It's like two houses. Yeah. Two big houses. <laughs> <laughs> two big houses. Damn. It, it, it's a lot of money, Mike. Mikey. I'm telling you. I, it, I can't. Yeah. Our, our, our goal is to, is to find – is to um, – to run up on somebody that knows how to do it and like kind of wants to team up with us. That's our goal. Um, Hopefully they feel maybe sorry it's a for lofty us. goal. Maybe it's a lofty goal, but uh, we're yeah. trying. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like it. So, yeah. uh, got, oh, I, I, there's no way I've got time to help. I'd love to, but the reality is just probably not going to happen. Um, but I will support it in any way I can. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate that. So, Mikey, did we lose a woman's uh, racer? Pro racer, like, like she retired or something, or am I thinking wrong class? No, you're correct. Yeah, Alicia McCormick. That's retired. what I thought. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Who'd yeah. be liking over there to win in the women's class? Um, man, it, I think it's going to come down between Hannah Hunter and uh, Caitlin Osborne again. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say those two battled it out like pretty tough last year, yeah. and uh, yeah. I'm excited to see that as well. Um, you know, we're we're trying to cover all these pro sports and like the girls are putting on hex a heck of a show oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. each and every weekend. And it's really exciting to see how, how, how much they've elevated their game. I would love to see one day where like the pro women's on quads and dirt bikes are given the opportunity to run the PM. I know they were talking about, it, but know, it, didn't yeah. go, it didn't go through though. They didn't, I, I saw that the lines, like they already had the line set, but I see right now that Alicia McCormick went to EMTB. Thank you oh, for that. Did, oh, okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. That's another thing that we need to talk about yes, at some point. In time, gotta, is the EMTB. That's that's we that show last week. What we should have done three shows. My gosh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're slipping. <laughs> we're slipping. Hey, Mikey, we've had you on the line for quite a while. Is there anything else that you want to touch on before we let you go? Um. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm ready, ready to get the season going. I'm ready for Big Buck. Who's your Big Buck winner? Oh, man. And you can't pick Walker Fowler. <laughs> you can't pick Walker Fowler. Okay. Now, now you're playing fantasy games. Okay, so Walker, <laughs> this is not This is not anything against you. Mikey said we're not allowed Mikey to pick you. Mikey signed a gun to, to our heads, Walker. All right. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going Bryson. Bryson. I'm going Bryson to back up his, 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 his round one win last year and do it again in 2022. Hunter Hart all the way. Hunter Hart. Hunter Hart. Hey, he's Hart. been, dude. He looks like an animal at Croom. Oh yeah. So did that couple of those videos from that Woods race in Florida when they were doing? Man, I'm yeah. telling you, he just looks really good on the bike. He kind of reminds me of like a Ken Rocks and how he's just floating over mm-hmm. over the bumps and just looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey Thrall says Bryson Neal and Thad Duvall. I like those picks. We can't talk about dirt bikes, bikes yet though. Next as week. much as I want to. Next we week. that's our ne- week. that's next week's show. That's yeah. next week's hey, show. Hey, there's my plug. Prepare for that. Read my Tuesday toolbox with, with Thad Duvall. Sweet. Okay, Tuesday toolbox with Thad Duvall. Uh, it was good. Awesome. Yeah, Read no. it. <laughs> Mikey, yeah. are you writing those yourself? Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, don't, I am. Don't you oh. see who? Well, don't yeah, you no, read them? I do. You already read them. No, I do read Jeez. them. I just didn't know. You don't okay. read the fine print? So here's Maybe a, I don't. Here, <laughs> I guess it's not official yet, but working on 
not changing the Tuesday Toolbox feature, but but kind of evolving it to where because I'm I'm already today was an exception. I had to email him because he was training, but I've literally been pulling out the laptop, interviewing these riders for an hour, and then I listen to the audio and just type it up. So I, I you know I told the crew I'm like, there's no reason we can't just turn this into a show, yeah, podcast. Right. Okay. And no, get it's... People- yeah, so, absolutely. And yeah, the Tuesday Toolbox would be an awesome podcast. Yeah, yeah and it's we so listen. like one of the today was really good. I tried to ask some, you know, personal pointed questions that, you know, I think everybody's wondered about. You know, him and Caleb Russell over the years, and um, you know his battles with injuries and losing the spotlight off of him, and it going to Stu and Ben Kelly last year. So it was a good. And I'm not just saying that because I wrote it. Like it was, he answered very honest, and it was a good interview. So give that a read, and you know, give you something to talk about. You know, next episode. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 if that would become a podcast, that'd be awesome. We would yeah. we would love to hear. It. That's yeah. that's the reason why we jumped into this thing because we we felt like there wasn't enough podcast right. and and, right. and stuff talking about GNCC. So the more the more uh, opportunity for the, people to digest. Um, right. GNCC material, the better. Yeah, because you know yeah. people might not like us, but they might like you know bottleneck live. They hey, don't like us. Hey, like... why can't you just like all of them? Right, right. My, I, I've we have preached that from the beginning. Like, I have no issues if if somebody's like, hey, I want to start a podcast. My first thing I say is do it. Just start recording. Just yeah. do it. And well, well, you already talk about this. Who gives a shit? Right. You're going to bring up something you know from a different perspective than the way I see it, than the way DQ sees it, than the way you guys see it. So I think the more the merrier. So oh, yeah. if people are and they're they're on the fence, just do it. And yeah. don't be discouraged if, you know, you've got, well, we put it out there and it, you know, we listened to it and that was it. <laughs> right. Our, our moms listened oh, to it. We, we, we've been there. Uh, we've been there. Yeah, our first couple of shows, we <laughs> had, what, three people listening <laughs> it to it? And like, it was two of yeah. them were us. Right. And the other one was Mikey, I think. So. <laughs> it, was, it was Walker Fowler, or Bryson Neal. Yeah, there, there we go. Bryson's yeah. like, I listened since day one. Like, what? Cool. Uh, but like, you know, every like you said, Mikey, everybody has a different, a different take. Like, we could yeah. never be bottleneck live. We are not that cool no. and funny. Right. Uh, but we have our own. We have our own little niche, and that's you know, that's it's awesome. Yeah. 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 It, it works. It works all around for everybody. I know. I've had guys. Not not to kiss your ass, blow your heads up, but I've had people ask me at races like, "Hey, have you heard of these guys from Splitline?" I'm like, "Hell yes, check." Yeah, they're awesome. Listen to them; they they do a great job. So, <laughs> well, thank I you. love doing keep it up. Oh shucks, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. He really knows how to make a man blush. <laughs> yeah, he does. Hey, we appreciate that, Mikey. And Mikey, listen. We've had you on the line for a long time tonight, and uh, uh, we want to get you back on soon, so we don't want to chase you off with uh, a couple hour long podcast. But, dude, as always, top notch. We appreciate right. you coming on the show and uh, giving us your time tonight, and uh, we look forward to having you again on soon, um, maybe real soon, if possible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks again, man, and. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have it. Unless yeah. you have anything else, make sure you guys check out the Bottleneck Live Show and uh, Racer TV on the races. If you're not right. able to make it to the races, like a lot of the races um, far away from West Virginia, we're not able to make it to. And we depend on Mikey right. and we depend on Rodney Tomlin to bring us the action through Racer TV. So, guys, check all that out. Right. Anything cool all coming? You- anything co- cool coming for Racer TV? Anything new? Um, we're working on. Uh, we haven't really. A- 
at our first like meeting of the year, but we had DQ and I actually talked about this on the last show of, of kind of evolving. You guys are probably familiar with NFL hard knocks. Yeah, on uh-huh. So we want to present something like that through the week. The problem is our camera operators, they got day jobs. So it's not like they can just pack up the camera you know, go out to the Russell Ranch or down to Croom, right. which Sam, uh, who does social media for us, was able to do that this last week uh, with some of the guys on bikes, and it was pretty cool. But we want to do some more of that, but a little more in-depth. I would love to see it become, if not, you know, for a Mav TV episode, at least something we can put a 20-minute episode on uh, YouTube where, hey, we're following around Walker Fowler, and Hunter Hart for the week leading up to a race. So we see what they're doing for breakfast. We see where they're training. You know, we get their perspective. So more of like in-depth like that to give the riders more of their story than, hey, the number one of Walker Fowler's out front. Hey, the number yeah. two of Hunter yeah. second. So yeah. trying to get across to the viewers the personalities uh, of the riders that are on these machines. So right. that's what I want to present this year. So Awesome. I have a feeling it'll probably be like a testing thing where on a Friday they send me or Rodney out with a camera and we interview some guys and we play like some segments just to see how it goes. But yeah. um, I can promise you that those guys are Racer TV. We bust our ass. Um, and, and I can guarantee you our Big Buck ATV show this year will be much better than last year. <laughs> That's awesome. We're That's... excited about that. And, and and like we said, you know, since we're not lot, we're not able to make it to to some of these far races, um, uh, I mean, Racer TV has come such a long ways and you know, we we have heard the grumbling sometimes of the broadcast, but it is amazing compared yeah. to what it used to be, and it seems like oh, every sure. single year it adds an element. And then now with the drone, I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are catching stuff with these with the drone and with the different camera angles that that we've never been able to see before. There's been so much actual racing. I remember back in the day when we were watching Racer TV, and you were just watching the finish line all day long. Yeah, finish yeah. line or like one spot on the track. And yeah, and then yeah. now it. it like so like as we say with this show if you want to support us support the guys that support us if you want to support GNCC and Racer TV watch right watch and then if if something if something does happen don't go crazy about it right. like these guys are trying to bring you guys the best content that they can and they're doing yeah. a great job at it and they're it's, off the like out so far out of where oh, cell yeah. phone service even starts or begins i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it it amazes me like honestly to toot the horn of racer tv sometimes i watch supercross and i'm like what the hell is this camera angle or what the hell are you guys talking about so i'm literally like taking you know while everybody's watching a race i'm like okay the fans complained that ricky said this and you know uh lee diffie said this okay don't say those things so (laughs) or I, I can promise everybody it, it's a constant growth thing. We're always trying to get better. And there isn't a guy I work with with Racer TV that's just like, eh, I don't give a shit, you know, what we put out. <laughs> like, everybody's got a vested interest in it. And when we've got a bad show, I can guarantee you the people that are the most upset are oh, yeah. me and Adam Gordon and Dan Reinhart, everybody with Racer TV. And we're meeting afterward and we're like, 
all right, we got to fix this and we got to fix it now. And, and this is how we're going to do it. So yeah, I probably, if, if we get glitches here and there, we're meeting about it. We're talking about it and we're figuring out how next round it's going to get better. Yeah. So, I still vote for some onboard camera footage just for like a couple minutes. That'd be amazing. I'd, I would love that. I'd, just, yes. I'd vote for that. I don't even yeah. care if you, if you can only turn or like turn it on when they go by the finish line or something like out of, out of straight away and gets turned back off. I yeah. That'd be like, yeah, that'd be hard with like service and everything. Well, and, that's what I'm and, saying. Like in Wi Fi. You and, knew if it was just like right in that one section, like a big field section or something, just yeah. an onboard camera with them. Yeah. I think I'd be sick. Hey, like I said, every year there's growth. I mean, and if you want to see the growth, just go to YouTube and type in, you know, the race from, or pick pick your race, anyone right. from, from six, yeah. seven, eight years ago, and you'll see how much these guys have grown. And it's so cool to be able to watch a sport grow before your eyes. Right. And I, uh, yeah, that's me on my soapbox right now. <laughs> I know, speaking for myself, like I won't go, I refuse to go back and watch a single episode from my first year. And that's just me selfishly like, I don't want to hear myself. I know I sound terrible. I know I don't know what the hell I'm watching on the track outside of like 10 riders. And that's a stretch. So it's like, I won't even go back, watch it, listen to it, because I know it's bad. So it's like, okay, just eyes forward. Know what you're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Brandon and I, we've talked about at times before, it's like, hey, did you go back and listen to our first episode or our second episode? And it's like, yeah. It was rough. It's painful. It's a little less. It's a little less rough now, but uh, it was really <laughs> rough. Then. <laughs> it's all about repetition. It gets there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Mikey, we're gonna let you go on that note. We appreciate you coming on tonight, and uh, dude, yeah. awesome show. It was a great one. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thanks, right. Mikey. All right, man. We'll talk to you next time. All right. See you, fellas. Later. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Was that was interview. awesome. It was a great interview. Uh, always awesome to have Mikey on the show. You talk about somebody that just he feels like you're in, he's in your corner and right. like yeah, um, um, uh, he just in the trenches and so knowledgeable when it yeah. comes to everything that's going on at the GNCC. Um, those guys, like we said at the Racer TV, uh, top notch, uh, and Mikey's a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's amazing. It's just it's just really cool to to have guys like him be part of the series and everything else so. yeah so uh like we were talking about with the fantasy make sure you guys message us if you are interested in that yeah. we're i don't even know if we're going to charge we're not going to no, we're not going to charge for it, anything like that we might give away some prizes with it though yeah, yeah. Might give away some prizes with it and like i said uh, along with like all the all things that are growing if we make mistakes during that like just you give, know, give us a, just tell us and we'll try to fix it best we can. So our plan is, is what we're going to do is we're going to basically print out a sheet of the way that you're going to pick your team each and every week. Everybody's going to have a handicap. Uh, you're going to have, we, I think at this point in time, you're going to have three riders for your ATV team and three riders for your for your uh, uh, dirt bike team. Right. And we're going to go off of overall finishes. Right. And everybody and people are going to have a handicap now, whether that be like like Walker Fowler, he might have a negative two handicap. And we're also just to let you know, we're doing XC one and XC two riders, right? Yeah. Okay. Well. Over well, most of the time, overall twenty is is XC one well, or XC two. Yeah, just, uh, so just not just XC one. We'll lay out the rules and um, it, it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. And uh, if we mess up, like I said, uh, don't go too hard on us. But we're gonna try to really 
you know, create this thing to where it's something bigger next right. year. Um, so we're excited about that as well. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank I know our sponsors. Last, you know, last hour we've been talking is because of them. Yep, Sunstar, absolutely. Guts, Guts Racing, Seal Savers, Seal Savers Sunstar. Those guys are the best uh, um, in their respective categories um, when it comes to protection with with uh, Seal Savers, uh, Sunstar, Sprockets and Chains, yeah. and Guts yeah. Racing seat covers. Um, uh, it was exciting to see uh, some people post on if you get those products and you tag them tag us as tag well us, yeah, uh please. that's that's so, that's so cool to it see is. when we're uh making a little bit of a difference like that so um you guys are you guys are the best right. best listeners um and and we appreciate you guys supporting this show and uh brandon i really it? don't have anything else i don't have an exit song i mean we could yes. go all day we could go all day. We're just going to go back to Pandora, and whatever is there is the exit is song. But that was a heck of a show. It was a great show. Can't wait 62, to listen to it again. Um, 62 <laughs> was a great show. Go back on Spotify and listen again to right. those numbers. Stay yeah, if, you, if, you don't ca- if you don't catch it on there, Spotify, it is what it is. I listen to it at work. Yep, so. absolutely, guys. So thank you guys for listening. Oh, Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, with that, split line. Out. Peace. peace. <laughs> oh, it's on a commercial now. Of course it would be. <laughs> You're terrible no, just, at this. Just go with it. You're terrible. <laughs> so you can fight the good. Oh, we can't have that supporting them. We yeah, can't, we can't have that. Come on, get. <laughs> would be a commercial. We see. We were doing good. The kind of we were doing good. This is just kind of janky show. That's so, so what happens when I leave it up to you. Yeah, I guess I'll so. Tell you. Oh, I think are we good? Are we? I don't see no music. Usually it pops up until he's playing. Oh, I paused it. Tell you, so I have to start singing to you. <laughs> is, is that the way it works? Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! No, awesome. Hey, hey. By the way, if you guys are heading down to Full Fast Sprint Enduro next week, uh, next Friday, um, hit me up. I should be there Friday. We're leaving Friday morning uh, to go down and race. So uh, hit hit me up. Um, I'm sure we'll have another podcast where I go. But uh, yeah, if you're just listening for the quads and you know you're a bike rider for some reason, just hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. Later, guys. Right, peace. I'm a red four on a pull to the party with a 30 sticker on the back windshield. Two-tone tank top slipping off her shoulder. Kind of girl wants to step out the world stand still. Ooh, I know where this is going. I already know it's just somebody's problem. Somebody's goodbye. Somebody's last call number that they can't find Somebody's best day, somebody's worst night Somebody's reason for leaving on the porch slide Think about them tan lines, and I'm thinking damn I'd Love to drown in them heartbreak of blue eyes And somebody's problem, and somebody's problem's About to be mine And about to be mine Girl, once you've had her, you can't stand to lose her Kind of girl where your friends tell you don't if it up Kind of girl that goes from trying to just get her number To sliding through the summer to talking about love Ooh, I think I'm liking where it's going I'd like to try me some of somebody's problem Somebody's goodbye Somebody's last call number that they can't find Somebody's best day Somebody's worst night Somebody's reason for leaving on the porch slide Think about them tan lines And I'm thinking, damn, I'd 
Love to drown in them heartbreak of blue eyes You're somebody's problem And somebody's problem's about to be mine